Shake your body. You love me, body. Are we recording? <laughs> yeah. Shake okay. your body. You love me, body. Oh my God. I can't believe we saw Jackson yesterday. Actually. You know what? I can. <laughs> I can one hundred percent believe that it happened. I <laughs> this is not on no stalker tip. Gonna see him again. Yeah, no kidding. Uh you know, and the next time I don't wanna be behind no building. I wanna be at a nice dinner or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Treat me like a lady, okay? Uh, welcome, yeah. welcome, welcome to. <laughs> you supposed to keep going. I'm giving keep you the music. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, to another episode of. Like I don't care. <laughs> they don't want us to make no YouTube videos. Not ready. Just yeah. not ready. Y'all, what a fantastic episode. Let me go ahead. Uh, we got user one on live and clear. Can you hear me, user one? User one is here. And user two in the building. Welcome to another episode of the Black Jackson Estate. What's up? Yes, sir. Everything is up. Everything is up. For real. We're so excited. I was like, yo, we saw the Jacksons last night. We need to record this podcast immediately before I forget everything. Yeah, Yeah, that is literally what happened. That is quite literally what happened. Said person who had to drive an hour to the show told said person who had to drive three each way what needed to happen immediately immediately for the sake of my memory (laughs) for the sake of her memory you're short your memory is long but it's fine because i'm happy to do it because you know i might forget too i love how you pretend like you're so much taller than me i am as i am so much taller than you i feel like i need your i'm your protector it's not that's that's so incorrect you're a little person but you got that tall people attitude but you're as all little people do you're little. Said, I'm not going to let... When you rolled around in the Honda, I said, look at my little baby. You better shut your... <laughs> the Honda is a Benz. Said, <laughs> okay? So let's be clear for the listeners. I said, look at my little baby. Look, and I said, we got to be posted up out here. And we were. Because listen, Jacksons are not... I'm too cool. I'm too... I can't sweat you, sweat you. Yeah, no. Can't do that. Now, if it so. was... My, nah, no, no tea, no shit. Now, Michael would be... We don't, I don't need, I went in my head to what would have happened if Michael would have been there. We'd be in jail. We'd still be in Morganton. It it was dark. So, so let's, let's, let's take this step by step. Um, Y'all, we saw the Jacksons yesterday and we're going to tell you everything about it. But um, we had a couple of of other things we wanted to chat about first. I think the first thing to get out of the way is TJ's new single, Insomnia, that I just finished listening to. Insomnia. Yo, that's a baby maker, Teej. Sounds like you're trying to get your wife knocked up again, pal. Is that what we're doing? That's a cool, it's a smooth track. It's a beautiful song. It's a smooth track. It's it's video ready, right? You could just, like, I will say this. um, They have voices that are just so distinctive. As a family, you know it's one of them. Like, you're like, that sounds like a Jackson. 
Yeah, I think that the cool thing about being born into that family is that your voice is pop ready immediately. It's pop ready. Um, I, you, I think that's just the benefit. Like between TJ and Terrell and Jafar um, and, uh, and Billy Bodega out there rocking, um, all of them have pop ready voices. And so, you know, even when the songs aren't necessarily hitting the charts, you know, they're very, they're still hits. Let's talk about why they're not hitting the charts though. I don't think they have promotion structures that, you know, are are going to get it onto the charts. I mean, to be clear, to get on the billboard in 2019, pretty much every artist has to have some type of huge social media push on top of doing the regular radio circuit and interviews and all those things. And so the the benefit of being within the Jackson family brand is you already have a built-in fan base that's going to absorb your shit automatically, niggas like us. Um, oh, time out, because I'm listening. I'm critical of everybody's stuff. You don't get no passes over here. But that's cool, but you're going to listen to it, right? I will, t- I will give it a spin, but it might just be a spin. Facts. Uh, you know what I mean? I, like, uh, so on that's, that- that's half the battle for an artist, though, that you play it yeah, once. Yeah. You ne- yeah, but you need a lot of somebody to play more than once these days, especially since they track everything based on how many times it's being streamed and played and blah 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 how many playlists you can get on on that same note because we didn't talk about it before jafar jermaine son had a song drop a a couple weeks ago i thought Um, we talked about it Did we talk about it it came with the video did we talk about it yeah and i jafar is a 2000s baby so he gets it you know you gotta put uh, you gotta put you gotta put the song in the the uh video out at the same time right now which which song is more chartable and i don't know if jafar is charting but, but which is more chartable but which has the highest chart potential got me singing oh yeah absolutely because exactly. it came with the visual so you and know, i think it's just it's more contemporary like I heard TJ's song and it's cool, but it also doesn't sound like something I haven't heard before in the same breath. Yeah, I, I, well, okay, yeah, that's fair. It's it's a really good song. Um, song. My favorite part about it is the song structure. So thank you, TJ, for actually building a bridge into your song as somebody who loves and studies songwriting. Motherfuckers ain't using bridges no more. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you throwing that in there and changing the beat up a little bit because the rest of these mugs. Um, well, we appreciate, I mean, it's an artist. It's artistry, which both these these are these Jackson arts that are out right now are giving us is real art. And um, you know, just because we're doing we're doing the Motown thing, right? Like that's all we're doing. We're not knocking anybody. We're just doing the if I if you had to put these songs head to head, yeah, they they move different. They're from. Uh, people in different genres but still which song kind of slaps or will be more ready to be readily received by a wider public because yeah you got a built-in fan base but you got to move beyond that too to really have you know kind of that 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 big success I think uh they well TJ obviously has already experienced that yeah, and TJ has with, a beautiful with, voice, so he can. Write be- they both. I mean, I mean, it's that Jackson sound is is great. I'm I'm like up next, Jafar. I'm I'm super excited about what he's got, like his projects and what he's doing. Yeah, I I like everybody's stuff. One, I just for any Jackson that may or may not be listening, <laughs> I just want to encourage y'all to keep putting out art. 
don't worry about the clicks and the spins so much. You know, we hear you and But they um, will. And keep keep building. Keep building, keep putting it out because your legacy needs it on the record, period. So put as much music as you want out and when it's a hit, it'll be a hit and we're gonna spin it. So you're down to your last dollar. Mm-hmm. You buying a chicken sandwich or you buying TJ song? Buying a chicken sandwich or buying whose chicken sandwich? We just had a whole thing about this. So just, who's nigga? I don't care who you get a Chick Fil A from. Is it Chick Fil A? Whatever you want. Do you want the sandwich or do you want TJ single? <clears throat> When's the last time I ate? That's up to you to decide. I'm not gonna okay. into the weeds like. This. <laughs> do you right, want the sandwich or do you want TJ song? Sandwich. Single or sandwich, I'm going to spend that $1.29 and get the single. Yeah, I would have got the single, too. So that's how that story ends. We love you, TJ. Keep it coming. And I love your man bun. So there's that. So in other news, TJ, your daddy and your uncles, they're on to something. They're on to something big. So uh, yesterday, we went to Morganton, North Carolina, and... We saw the Jacksons. That was my first time. Was it your first time? In Morganton or seeing the Jacksons? It would be first yeah. for both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First for both for me as well. Uh, getting there was quite a trek, but because I had been to that county before, I think Morganton's in Burke is in Burke County. I kind of knew what I was expecting, so it was cool. Um, it is a place that, you know, you, you're there intentionally, not by accident. No one's accidentally in Morgantown unless they're running from drug dealers or the government. So it's one of those small towns um, close to Tennessee, but still in North Carolina. You're probably closer to Tennessee than you are to Raleigh, where I was coming from. So um, a nice trip. I went, my sister went, my sister's friend went, and we... Uh, yeah, had a nice ride up that up that hill, but um, like I said, a good a good spot. Everyone was friendly. Everyone was nice. We got to meet some some locals at the show. It was a, a nice atmosphere with plenty of folks who were smiling and happy to meet each other and happy to kind of chat about the Jackson. So I think the trip up was great. I think the people there were great. So Morganton all around has five stars in my book. I don't know next time I'm gonna be there. But uh, if I ever have to be there again, at least I know that this is a cool place to be with, with some really friendly folks. Yeah, let's be clear. I'm never going back to Burke County. Uh, Don't never say never, baby. Ever. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, if a Jackson tells me to go back to Burke County, hey, I'll be there. I don't foresee any other circumstance. There's no reason for you to be in Morganton. There's no reason for me to be in Morganton unless it, you know, there, there would be some, like I said, you're not there by accident. It's not a place you just, you know, it's not a place you're just accident. I could accidentally be in Charlotte. Like, well, you know, whatever you could accidentally be here. Like, well, I was close. I decided to come to Raleigh. No one says, Oh, I was close. I decided to go to Morganton. Nobody says that baby. Um, no, for perspective, I drove from Charlotte, which is in the western part of the state, and passed three massive Confederate flags on a less than nine. I hate those that, that are out there. I'm just like, y'all are silly, but. And it, you know what breaks my heart about it? Because I'm thinking, okay, shit, I'm pretty sure the brothers flew into Charlotte and drove to Morganton. And that's just embarrassing. Like, 
to when people when you know people gotta pass by that racist shit simply because you live in the south it's not a direct indicator of the community that you're a part of and love but that's the type shit that we have to deal with here in the south and so um to that point i was not surprised when jermaine did not show i have a theory that jermaine does not show to shows that are in the South, unless it's in Atlanta or like Miami or like a really safe black space. Um, and then also my theory is based off of their video announcements and we can dig into this. So uh, user one thinks that Jermaine shows up whether he's in the video or not. And my thought process is that if Jermaine's not in the video saying, hey, we're coming to this city, he's not gonna be there. Now- Well, time out, time out before we get too far down that jailed rabbit hole i went back up a little bit and you said um that you know you're not gonna do jermaine (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna do jermaine like i love him i really do and i really hope he's feeling better today jermaine Um, we know you weren't sick (laughs) you just didn't come to morgan it's fine before we get there i want to say that even though they showed up in a space that was not the most uh ethnically racially diverse uh in attendance i think that that and if anything i hope it bespeaks to they still pretty much sold out that place and i hope it speaks to their ability to reach all sorts of audiences and that maybe they they have been a group that's helped to break down some barriers racial barriers in this country through their music and i think that maybe was a demonstration of that even though obviously you looked at the, at the crowd it was monolithic in racial makeup pretty much there were very few black and brown faces but all of these folks came out to see the jacksons and the folks we talked to weren't black and they were so excited and they were you know they were just happy to be there happy to meet other fans and so i think it just almost speaks to the power and the message of their music that they could still do that and they don't have to rely on a simply a black crowd they really can get folks of all shades interested and out to see them perform. Okay. Moving back to Jermaine, who was sick. We got that at the top of the show. Um, the announcer came out, The and this is the only time he came out. He said, hey, just want to let you know, we're glad you're here tonight. Got the Jacksons here tonight. Unfortunately, Jermaine's not here because he's sick. And uh, so that's that. Jermaine was not sick. How do you know that? Because I feel like I know Jermaine. <laughs> After reading his well, I mean, book, I, under- I feel like I that is not going to be your evidence of knowledge. That is, listen, but I would say this: that is I my foundation this. of truth. I don't. You, you believe also read Jermaine his ex-wife's ex- book. Correct. It's a good book that you read the ex-wife's book too, right? Her book was good too. All right. So, which book do you believe more? I mean, the two didn't cancel each other out. Um, I haven't read both, so I can't say that. So. I've read both and. Jermaine is pretty consistent <laughs> in both of those stories. Like, I'm he, not gonna run down this hole with you. Go yeah, ahead. Let me. Well, I'm gonna take you to the top of the hole. We don't have to go deep. Please, the, the right hole, around the rim, right around the rim. Y'all Stay around my, the rim, please. Y'all know my favorite hashtag is hashtag Jermaine said. And in Jermaine's book, he was very clear that he's like the bougie brother. He has a different style, taste character (laughs) than the rest of the brothers i mean the other five are just different from jermaine 
even though they grew up under the exact same circumstances. He's just different. And um, I don't think he's uh, running from that. I think he knows he's the, he's the bougie brother. Um, and for that, and to that point, I don't feel no type of way that he did not come to Morganton. I am surprised that Tito, Jackie, and Marlon mustered the energy to go perform for that crowd because I would not have. So I love them for doing that. And let's be clear about the section that we were sitting in. So the section we were in, uh, there was a woman who was easily 70 plus beside me and a friend. The rest of that row was all 70 plus. The row in front of us. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you, we shook our black asses with no care that their 70 pluses was behind us and maybe probably couldn't see. Yeah, they couldn't see. There was no and, way. To- and my and your natural asses with the hair just doing what it won't. Yeah, I was really nice because I was going to put my hair. <laughs> For those who don't know, I have very long locks and I was going to put them on top of my head because it's le- a less of a sweaty situation for me when I go to concerts. Um, yeah. But I was like, oh, nobody's going to be able to see over a pound. Let me tell you, if you don't know what, there's some pictures. We put a picture up on, uh, you know, if you're just curious as to what beauty rests behind these voices. (laughs) (laughs) We did post a picture last night. But no, I mean, my thing is, you know, listen, I'm not feeling bad about coming to a concert where you should be up and dancing, getting up and dancing. Now, if I I went to go hear uh, the piano brothers or players, and I know I'm not going to get up and dance, right? Like, this is crazy. That doesn't quite make any sense. But if I come to a Jackson show, I'm not going to make any apologies for, like, dancing or yeah. getting up. So I'm sure we were in someone's way, but guess who don't care? Yeah, I really didn't. And to be honest, like, I – and we spoke briefly about this before the podcast today. I'm tired of going to concerts where people act like they're too good to stand up and dance. And half mm-hmm. of the song lyrics are, like, stand up and dance like literally if if these niggas is singing enjoy yourself what do i look like sitting down you know so um try to keep it between a nice balance of standing and sitting but we sat down a little bit we stood a little bit my thing is just you know again uh, the the audience was the audience was i wasn't even concerned i saw that they, i knew what it was going to be because we've gone we're we're, we we are we're a good mix of old and young we'll go to all all concerts if we're interested so you know what it's like to go to a concert where it's predominantly going to be a younger crowd and you know it's like to go to to ones where they're going to be a little bit older this was definitely an old crowd like yeah and it, it just trends that way older than them yes much older than them so i mean like older than them we're not ageists so nobody called the uh americans with disability act folks we're not trying to do none of that what we're saying absolutely not <laughs> please no. don't call but to to <laughs> be to be clear that is the standard and that is the standard right? and i was telling you the only instance i saw where that was not was when i went to the Smokey robinson show those folks were up and yeah they were all ages you know what i mean and they were a lot of older folks in there his his generation and they were still up or moving in their seats that they couldn't stand up so it's like you know but a lot of times you do get these very stuffy audiences for groups that are not stuffy what city did you see Smokey robinson in durham okay yeah durham is different so durham is like <laughs> shout out capital. bull city 
Yeah, yeah, we see you, Bull City. It's the hipster capital of North Carolina, and it's the really safe place that um, artists who are true artists like to go. I saw Jill Scott there, and she came out barefoot on uh, a very nice rug that she had uh, under the microphone. I mean, it, it's the place for you to be fully in your artistry. Um, but I saw, <clears throat> excuse me, I saw Diana Ross in, um, in Charlotte at the Blumenthal Theater, and everyone was sitting down. And at some point really? she started, yeah, and I was towards the back. So there were only a couple people behind me when I was standing up. But at some point she sang Ease On Down The Road and I just took off running. I was in the aisle and I looked at my friend Elle who came with me and I said, I gotta go. And I just ran to the front of the stage, which isn't different from what I did yesterday. So let's walk through the show. We didn't write down the track list because we were so deep into it. I'm pretty sure they came out to Can You Feel It though? Yes, they definitely did. Well, you know, if we forget, we could just pull it up on YouTube. They, I think they can't. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure they came out to King Field. They had like the little uh, video clip at the top where they kind of went through their success, their career um, as a group. And then they transitioned into Can You Feel It? Which, you know, great song, lots of energy. And from the top, I mean, I think they could have sat on stools and sung and just got up every now and again and turned their hips and head and we would have been in awe. You know what I mean? So it's very different from when it's a group you are 100% locked in with. But um, these guys put on a show. I'm so proud of Joseph's boys. Listen. And Katie. And Katie's boys, too. But let me tell you something. That that work ethic is all Joe Jackson. And you Man, can- it's just it's insane. I think the work ethic ethic is joe and i think that endurance and that spirit is all their mother and because they could be sitting down somewhere sipping on pina coladas but they're like we love this we love what we're doing we love performing and we're gonna keep doing it so long as we can and i mean they had they were hot them the knees was hot they were they were dancing one by one let's take it one by one so i want to give the gold medal to marlon period End of story. Um, Marlon carries the show. I don't know how they flow when Jermaine is there, but Marlon. So it sounds like we need to get tickets to a show where Jermaine was going to be there. Yeah, we absolutely do. But Marlon has the incredible task of carrying the show through the segments because he is the brother that's going to talk. He is the brother that's going to do the intros. He's going to fill in the blanks. He's going to solicit the crowd participation. And he's um, a dancer. And he's a dancer. He is. My man can move. He's dancer. still moving. He's still moving. And it's crazy because, first of all, I was so like, you know, him and Michael were really like the dancers on tour, period. They just fed off of each other so much. So Marlon had on like the, the bedazzled belt you know that hangs a little bit and i just felt so did you see that i just felt so nice no let's talk about let's talk about marlon's belt for a minute because i gave it i want that belt marlon if you're listening i will i you know i'll send you my address just so i can get that belt and i'll pay you for it but uh i I mean i know i can't afford it (laughs) we're gonna afford it we're gonna send a little cash and a little love uh but I mean, when I tell you, like, Marlon, 
really brought the most energy, I think, out of, so he's also the youngest, so let's just throw that out there, too, of the three, so, but he brought the most energy, and you could just tell he was loving it. He was loving it. So I want to talk about the belt because, again, I gave it a lot of attention. So Did you? Yeah, it was, it so was pretty great. For all the fans who love belts in the way that Jacksons love belts, and I, I want to give you a full spectrum of why this is important to me. Growing up in the era that we did, which we were born in the, the bad era, but we absorbed Michael the most in dangerous era when we were like four or five, six. And the one takeaway I always had from Michael in his videos and when he was with his brothers were the fucking belts and the rhinestones. Like those two things are constants in my life because of them. And to see that Marlon wears the belt the exact way I thought he would, which is when you are an adult and you need your pants to fit, you have to put on a real belt first. So Marlon has on his black regular leather ass belt that we all put on to go to work so that his pants are staying on right so boom we gotta have functionality first all right then you've got the rhinestone belt which goes around the belt that's actually looped through your pants so you throw on the costume belt over your actual belt and it just accentuates the waistline and i peep that and when i tell you i stared at it for the longest just thinking damn this is how i used to go put on my grandma's belt saying look i'm dressed up like michael and marlon does it the exact same way i can't tell you how much food for my soul that was is that food for you they they i will say this marlon and because we're focusing in on marlon right now just has such a presence such a a stage presence and not to not not to forget marlon had his own they all kind of cut solo records and it was it's hard to sometimes uh they don't get a lot of attention for it because michael just became so big um that his brothers kind of really did take a back seat to his talent um and people i think unfairly were ignoring kind of their contributions and the things they were doing musically because it was too easy to do with Michael, but Marlon cut some solo records. Marlon had a really good song, and I can't think of the name of it right now. But Marlon, Marlon was out there, and Marlon had, you know, oh, Marlon's song was a bop. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up because I'm, I'm not trying to remember the name like of it. That. But and he you performed know, it on um, Arsenio, Ar- Arsenio Soul Train or something. But Don't Marlon, know, I think, is the name of the song. He he had a really good joint. I, I really think you yep, know it, it's it, called Don't Go. And you know what I wonder? I really wonder if in the midst of them trying to really kind of track themselves as solo artists, it became much more difficult because of Michael, because some people only wanted to work with them or get close to them to get close to Michael, you know? Um, And so I wonder if that even became a thing. And obviously we know that even Michael viewed them as a competition or would sometimes do things that maybe weren't um, received well when it came to producers, songwriters that maybe they were working with, that then Michael in turn would easily just be like, wow, I want to work with him. And it was, it was gone, you know, or it became this thing where it's like, well, no, let them have that or whatever. I know I'm jumping down a rabbit hole, but I think that that just, just long story short, or to surmise, Michael's success made it more difficult for them to be recognized as individual artists who also were worthy of, 
uh, some recognition. Now, on the flip side of that, you might could say, well, Janet didn't suffer that issue. You know, she became she had extreme. a different machine. She had a whole different machine, and she didn't have to have a machine that existed as her separating from a group. Right. And so that creates a whole different dynamic. Yeah, I was about to say the exact same thing. It's a whole different dynamic. A whole different dynamic. Yeah, and it just, it really kind of sucks because they, and like Tito, Tito did his song uh, on the show. And wait, I love that show. I that love that song. So good. It's, it's so catchy. I, I love wait, that song. Back up to Marlon. Stay on Marlon. Okay, back to Marlon. Marlon, it, I mean, listen, he carries the energy of the show. I think you got to give him the, he's the energy. He's the Duracell of the show, for real. He's the right. battery. He he gave so much good energy, and so um, I want to lift Marlon up because he did such a good job in kind of being the maestro and making sure that the show had a beginning, middle, and end. And he just did a really good job of it, and he danced his heart out. It something about watching Marlon dance just makes me smile because I like we all know the story of how hard Marlon worked to be in the Jackson five and how he then became the dancer for the group. And he and Michael would tag team on choreography along with Jackie. And then they would, you know, pull it together that way. And it's just so great when you think about the long, the, the, how one story is linear and how his story in music started with, I need to be good enough to get in this band with my brothers to now he carries that band. And even when Jermaine is there, I'm sure Marlon is the one that's carrying the show through a beginning, middle and end, which is really tough. It's really, really hard. Um, especially yeah, when hard. you, especially when you weren't the lead singer on the songs that you're singing and now you are, it's a huge shift. So Marlon, we see you. If you, um, and, and to kind of go back to what you were saying about his solo stuff that came out in 87, look, that was right in the middle of that. Like, Marlon, Marlon's stuff got washed out like everybody else who put out something in 87. And, you know, it, it's, if he decided to re-release all of it right now, I wouldn't be mad. Man, I, you know, that's a great idea. Like, if they did, like, and, and you know, they did, or if they just did some new material and kind of did it a la uh, the Victory album, where everybody's stuff kind of gets a little, little, little beat. Everybody gets a bit. A Everybody bit gets a little slice of that cake. Yeah, I think that would be kind of dope. I mean, listen, y'all, we, well, you don't remember meeting us because there's a lot of folks trying to meet you real quick, but we were the coolest and prettiest out there. That um, is true. So, <laughs> so, so, so let's let's keep it. Per- so, give us a call if you want to talk. Is all I'm saying. Oh, absolutely, and. I I didn't have a voice. I really don't have a voice right now, but I would love to talk. So, Marlon. But let let's 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 you. Marlon, we do love you. Let's move to Tito. Who, let's talk about Tito time, which is what I Tito came time. For. <laughs> I've been saying t- I'm getting Tito time. Tito time all week. Who uh, thought of that? That's so He catchy. did. Was that all him? <laughs> I, it's Tito I don't know. time. I don't know, but that is super catchy. I freaking love it. So, yeah, I I went by. I only took a couple of videos because I'm the girl who likes to really be in the moment and absorb what happens. It was 
there was a moment when Tito was playing his guitar section to Heartbreak Hotel where I literally transported back to my mama's house in the room with the with the with the six disc CD changer on and I used to be in that joint with the lights off playing um that album it kind of blew me like watching Tito play guitar and he was playing one of the guitars someone autographed for him Walter somebody I couldn't make out the name but um he was playing a, a guitar someone had uh, a autograph for him I no doubt another guitar legend um knowing him but just watching Tito do his thing and he's so good at it he's so good at pulling up into the spotlight and then pulling back and being right back in step and also Tito picks up a lot of the singing track he was singing some verses that he doesn't sing on the albums uh maybe maybe because Jermaine is there or just because you got to reconfigure it he jumped in on Dancing Machine, and I was like, yes, 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 yes. He's he'd been singing that part for years. So that Yo, he killed that, though. There was, um, there was another song that he pulled up in that was a brother song, and I wasn't ready for it. Um, but yeah, Tito, you did your thing, um, and you play that guitar. And let's talk about Tito's style, which is very subtle. But that hat. We'll talk more about what happened after the show, but Tito and that hat, I'm never in my life going to imagine Tito in my head without a hat on because <laughs> he's just, he just got so much, he's just so cool, man. He's just cool. He's just a cool I, dude. What I, what I really was thinking about when Tito was playing some of his solo parts was that, I remember he gave in, the brothers gave an interview, I believe it was the, the one everyone seen from, I think somebody from CBS in like 79 or 80 when they were talking about Michael's solo album and career kind of just taking off. And I think that's the one where Tito talked a little bit about, um, well, maybe it was a, a written interview. I, I don't know. But anyway, it was Tito who talked about how sometimes the brothers aren't given credit. You know, people sometimes uh, focus in on Michael to the exclusion of there being a group full of talented folks. And I think, when he was doing his solo sets on the guitar, it just really kind of brought that to my remembrance that, you know, these guys are super talented. Michael was not even think about, and then like, and it's true. I've heard people say like, Oh, everybody loves Michael's solo tours, but it's not like seeing him perform his brothers. And you have to go back and see those shows, which the estate won't give us to really appreciate that truth that there is nothing like the Jacksons. Michael on his own doing the Jackson sets as a part of his solo tours is nothing compared to the Jacksons. And there's nothing compared to the energy, just this different energy. And it was on that stage last night, even though, even though Marlon, even though um, Jermaine wasn't there, even though Randy wasn't there, even though Michael was there in spirit and not there in person, there's still an energy on that stage when those brothers are together and it is not matched. It is not duplicated. And I think, recognizing all of their talents even as we're doing right now kind of reminds you of that reality that these guys were the real deal so people who got to see them live it's, it's like what a treat whether you saw them live in the 70s the 80s or at the 30th anniversary what a treat to be able to say that you saw these guys perform these songs together as only brothers can do and brothers who came up from nothing to everything 
Yeah, let's stay right there for a minute. I cannot convey how important the Jacksons and the Jackson 5 are to my being a fan of Michael's. In a lot of ways, I put Michael in a box by himself and off to the side. And the brothers, all six of them, is just a completely different story. And I think I think because the for me at least, because the amount of material created is so massive between the brothers, I gravitate towards their music more and I listen to their music more than I listen to Michael Solo stuff because there's just so much of it. Going back to the Steel Town recordings that may or may not be real, um, all the way down to the Motown. I think it's something about like six, 600 songs they recorded for Motown that we have not even heard before that are still on ice. And then coming to the era where they were writing and recording and playing their own music, it's just such a massive catalog between the brothers and that energy is just so different. And for fans of Michael, if you don't appreciate the brothers, you don't appreciate Michael because they created the environment that allowed him to hone his skill and rise like a fucking Phoenix. There would be no Michael if it wasn't for the other five brothers. He would not have existed in the form that he did because his iron sharpens iron. So you with them every day rehearsing on stage, you know, through sickness, through attitudes, through feeling good about it, through being excited, through, you know, being overwhelmed, you know, they have gone through such a range of emotions while perfecting their craft that you really have to respect that hollow space that is the brothers. And if if you're a Michael fan and you don't fuck with the brothers, I don't trust you. No, you're not a real Michael fan because you, you listen, you don't get to be without a, so if you can't have respect for what came prior to bad Michael, thriller, Michael, dangerous, Michael, history, Michael, and off the wall, Michael, off the wall, Michael, if you like off the wall, Michael, you really have to appreciate that. Really have to. That is just, that is just, that was the ground. That was literally the laboratory where he created it. That was the, so that was where, what the Jacksons were missing on their albums to make you go, oh my God, top 100 of all time. Michael threw it on off the wall, but you can't get there without the brothers and that influence, right? And that's how you get this phenomenal album that everyone recognizes as a masterpiece, right? Whereas no one's really given the brothers credit for masterpieces of any of their albums that you actually are if you recognize Off the Wall as a masterpiece because so much of the Jacksons is contained in that album and it's so masterful to the place where there are brothers playing on the album. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and so singing. this isn't some and singing and Michael's thought process goes through this filter of his brothers for, for the tracks that he wrote that ended up on the album. So, you know, you look at all of that and you go, these guys are great. They're phenomenal. And we want to give them their flowers. Facts. And let, and, and to just stay there for a, a couple more seconds, for Michael's music, if you appreciate the way as he grew, he started to write and compose his own music, the melody is almost always composed in a way that his brothers could fit right in. And we'll talk more about that because they performed some of Michael's songs yesterday. But 
even even on a song like Stranger in Moscow, you could easily pop Jackie into singing that song. His the framework of the way he composed uh the keys that he was singing in, you could easily just plop his brothers right into those tracks and they could pick their note and they could rock with it. And so again, if you don't respect the brothers, you don't understand the totality of Michael and his music. Now to go back to Tito, um and Tito time, uh his song, We Made It. I've heard it before. Uh, I, I know that song came out right around the time Janet came out with the Unbreakable album. Be- and it was a really big deal because Tito was the last sibling to put out his own material. Every other sibling had put out an album or a collection of songs except for him. And that was up until probably three, four years ago-ish. And to see him get his own set with his brothers and they sing, they were singing the background for him while he was jamming out. That was so sweet. It just, it made me so happy. And I'm just like, damn, I wish Michael would have been up there to sing backgrounds for Tito for 30 seconds. That would have been so amazing. Let's let's not even talk about like, I respect Michael, what Michael wanted to do in his solo career. And so for that, he needed to move away from his, from his brothers. But I also am one of the fans of the opinion that he moved away maybe too much and that there was still space in Rome to incorporate that past into his future, his present, and kind of make moves that would be beneficial to everybody. Um, yeah. Because a part of Michael retaining... balance it back then. I don't think he knew, but a part of Michael retaining even some of that original Black audience that some moved away, right? was retaining his brothers. And I think he sometimes moved away too fast in an attempt to do what he felt compelled to do as a solo artist. And he didn't maybe incorporate some things that even as a solo artist were beneficial and necessary to his continued success and enveloping the widest range of audience. You know, somebody might say, well, listen, Michael, everyone who Michael Jackson was, absolutely. But you had some groups of people who fell off in fandom because it seemed he was moving further and further away from his roots musically, right? And we debate back and forth. But the truth is that the brothers are that grounding force that I would have loved to see in, you know, the bad tour, his first solo tour, different energy, it needed to happen, it needed to be solo, he needed to do his thing. Dangerous, the same sort of thing. We know that tour got cut a little short, but I would have loved to see instead of a history tour that didn't include the Jacksons, a history tour that included the Jacksons. If we're talking about his past, present, and future, right? We could have maybe brought, like, it just alternate reality universe is all I'm saying. We yeah. could have brought these guys into the mix. And how dope would that have been? My baby ass probably would have, I would have crawled to that show. Yeah, I think. You know what I mean? As a 10, 11 year old. So, I mean, you know, you 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 kind of look and see where, like, dang, you seeing them live realized some missed opportunities, I think, for them and for Michael when it came to just the, the art, just the art. I don't think the music industry was set up to allow them to do that in a way that didn't create tension. So to expand on that, you know, there there came a point in Michael's career where I think the record label was saying we need to pull you away from the brothers. Now you also have this added component of these, the brothers are individually talented. So they had their own shit going on. Like to even use today as an example, 
Tito left before Jackie and Marlon because he had shit to do in Atlanta. Now they still going to link up tonight. They're probably performing right now or just now about to wrap up that show. But they had conflicting schedules. And hashtag Jermaine said in his book, you know, at some point that was kind of how it was. And Janet has spoken to this as well when folks are like, you know, when, especially during the Velvet Rope era, I remember when she was on uh, Your Favorite Snake, uh, Oprah Winfrey's show, and Oprah was like, when's the last time you talked to Michael? And she's like, I haven't really talked to any of my brothers and sisters because we're all moving across the globe. So, you know, I think about how, I, how it is for me right now where I'm in a season of heavy travel for work and so are my friends and so are pieces of my family and so we're moving around in different spaces and we try to link up when we're in the same place at the same time now expand that to a global family who can literally pick up and any one of them could go do a show in japan by themselves and probably make a huge bag by themselves so um i think in the 80s and 90s I don't think the music industry knew how to harness that in a way because it requires a certain amount of independence on behalf of the other artists who are circling around Michael, which would have been his brothers. And in that environment, record companies wanted to control every dollar and dime that you're making. So, you know, if the brothers are going to be in on doing something with Michael, they want them to be 100% in and cancel everything else that they got going on. And that's not really fair. Um, and so we come to a, a, a time now where, especially with us as millennials, we understand what it's like to have multiple jobs at once. Like, hell, this is a job just doing the podcast and finding and creating content. You know, you got your day job, you got your side hustles, you got the things you do for people as favors and they might throw you some cash. Um, you know, we all have like a gig economy life where you have to have these sure. other moving pieces to pay your bills. And, you know, now that society has transitioned to making that more of an acceptable thing, like think about how, you know, you may have a day job as an attorney, but you might have a client on the side that you're feeding energy into to do something. Same thing for me in politics. You know, I, I may be working on this thing, as a political director, but I also may be consulting with an organization as a, on their board of directors or what have you. And so the same happens in the entertainment industry where you have all these different gigs moving around. And I just think had Michael lived to see this day and age, they could have figured it out in a way that it would have been lucrative to both. But to speak to that history era, I mean, in an alternate world, that would have been great. And for me, whenever I used to watch the concerts, I would always think, damn, Michael, why didn't you bring your brothers? But then you have to think about, there's a whole other layer of these being your motherfucking siblings that you slept in the bed with for a good portion of your life. You know everything about them. You know who snores, who grinds their teeth at night. You know who's a pain in the ass in the morning, <laughs> you know? And that's a whole other layer where you just be like, you know what? I don't feel like dealing with Jermaine shit this week. I'm not calling him to do nothing. I think I'll, some of it. I, I would rather go hire some random people who are going to listen to me as their boss rather than me trying to oh, articulate yeah, sure. to my brothers, I need y'all to get in line. I think some of it really had to do with Michael's increased isolation in his life as uh, an adult who was experiencing unparalleled levels of stardom. And I think some of that created a level of isolation, even from his family, that was not 
the best. Now we all, everyone knows you got family. Everyone has family dynamics that are, some are great, some are not great. Just because they're celebrities doesn't erase that reality. Um, so, but I think Michael's, Michael's reality as an individual may be strained relationships and family because you've mixed business with pleasure. So no one wants to feel like every time <laughs> I come around, there's maybe a proposition for a money-making scheme. And we're not saying, I'm not saying that that was what the reality was every time he was around his family, but I'm sure that there were, we know for sure there were instances where Michael was a part of a promised deal and a contract and he didn't know nothing about it, you know? And so maybe that created these tensions, but, and that goes into, again, just deeper and darker places than what we're, what we're talking about. But it's just like you seeing them live just makes you go, dang, I really wish maybe things could have been different and you could have got some of this in the nineties just to loop back around from the late sixties, early seventies, and then jump back in. And that would have been so dope. You know, if, if they could have taken the 30th anniversary tour on the road. Ooh, that would have been, man, that would have been great. I mean, because look at, and we were talking about Marlon. I'm just going to route back around. Look at Marlon's energy on 30th anniversary. When he hit that knee, that knee dip, Marlon loves a good knee. When them knees hit that he floor. Hit a knee last night. Ooh. You know, Marlon doesn't give a fuck. He's getting down. Do you hear me? Let's get down. Yeah, no, I mean, like, when you look at that, and even, Rand, you know, first of all, Randy has the most perfect ass, and I'm just going to Yo, you peep that, too. He has the most perfect behind. Do we want to know disrespect? Do we want to rank know. Jackson booty? Because I am. We're so not bad. ranking Jackson booty. We're gonna keep it G. Stars but, with Janet, and I work my way backwards. But Randy <laughs> is definitely on that spectrum. And Rand, I mean, if you look at the tour, if you look at the victory tour, Jackie's butt. Okay, I'm sorry. Leave that alone. I'm talking about Randy right now. Randy just has the most perfect little asset, and even. Huh? He a little thick. He a little dick, dick. You know what I'm saying? And on the on the 30th anniversary, it was just still there. I just, I mean, so all I'm saying is, if we could have got a, a whole tour situation out of that, that would have been great. But obviously, Michael was gearing up for Invincible. Invincible was coming out, you know, whatever. And but, guess what? He ain't do shit. So he might as well have gone on tour with his brother. Well, you know, Sony set that up. But you, but you know, you, you're right. Sony set you up. Sony, that's what I'm saying. The the record companies. Sony set that up. So, so and I, and that's when it was like in the top twenty best selling albums of the year. And you're talking about with one video, which is you know crazy. We got one fucking. Michael video. couldn't even appreciate the, the the realness of that. You just had one single. Oh and man, what? But listen, if Sony Sony's acting up, who were the Jackson signed to in 2001? Trivia. Let's go. I would Did think they, they have were a still signed. Do they have I, a deal? I don't know if it was active. I'm I'm certain they're none of them are actively signed to anybody right now. Okay, so let's say 2001, the Jacksons did not have a record deal. Michael could have said, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's back up. That actually might not be true. Because if you remember when we were in high school, which is around that time. They had they were putting out a bunch of Jackson's compilations and Jackson Five compilations. I think they were finishing some type of agreement. I don't the because they had several compilations that came out on the epic end 
and on the Motown end. I don't know if those are contractual obligations for their, you know, them, I have to do X amount of albums, but I feel like they were. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. How does that work? I, that's what I'm saying. If anybody has the answer out there, let us know. The, y'all I, I'm just thinking. Tell shit. Y'all, ain't gonna, y'all don't know. <laughs> y'all don't fucking know. Somebody, <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't fucking know. If somebody knows the answer, I bet who I know some people who do know the answer. Jackie Marlin, and Randy. let's talk about Jackie because he definitely <laughs> knows the answer. Okay, now that we are here, now that we are finally to Jackie, let <laughs> let me put my flag in the ground, Jackie, with them leather pants, Jackie. Yeah, baby. I have spent my twenties lusting over how ridiculously fine Jackie Jackson is. What the whole fuck does he think he has going on being that fine in 2019? Like, how dare you? He's doing it. And his, okay, because we were, we ran down to the stage and I was, you know, gawking. Jackie still got that six pack. I know y'all ain't seen it in a minute, but that doesn't mean it's not there. I saw the ridges of that six pack and that t-shirt and I just want to lift up Sigmund Esco Jackson right now, aka Jackson Boy, aka Jackie. Hey boy, I see you. You're still in great, fantastic, beautiful shape. You're killing them out here. I don't understand what type of genetics Catherine and Joe put into y'all, but thank thank God for that. Thank God for that. Um, but let's talk about Jackie's energy last night. I mean consistency jackie jackie is the center of the show literally and always has been and i'm gonna keep it real with you other than the victory tour where he broke his leg and wasn't there if jackie's not there it's not a show at least that's how i feel um i feel like tito marlon and jermaine could show up but the energy is just is just something about the eldest brother. He he is such he is so much the glue. It's insane. And he's also swaggy as fuck. It's in, it's it's ridiculous. Jackie's definitely got that. And let's be clear, boy. Jackie is 68 years old. He's 68. Listen, he's definitely he's first of all, Jackie's the sex symbol brother. So let's just go ahead and throw that out there. Right now. He's always been that. And I, you know, we, we this might Jackie be Michael Jackson. Jackie is 68 and he is still the <laughs> sex icon. He's, he, yeah, we might be running a Michael Jackson fan page, but we, we are certainly acknowledging of the realities. Jack's, Jackie is the sex symbol Jackson. He is just, and it's, it's, just, it's this combination of cool, confident, and talent. Yes, ma'am. That is he does all of that so well, and and he still got it. Like even when he was talking about coming to Morganton on his page where he did the video, just him, I was like, Jackie, I did not really see that. But Jesus, let me pull. Oh, he put the moves down on that one, and and it's like he's that guy. He's the guy. And if you rewind it back a couple of decades to when they came out, he was the oldest. Obviously, all the girlies were loving Jackie. And that just continued on 100% ladies' man sex symbol, but super sweet. He just has a sort of energy that comes from being that 
that persona in the group, that personality in the group. And um, he, he also gave us some leads on Rock With You. And all you could do was like think like, man, Michael would be so, so hyped to hear his oldest brother sing his song this way because he really did it. And, you know, he sung that song like it was coming from his belly. Um, but Jackie is, I mean, he's, he's just the suavest, the coolest guy, period. He's the coolest Jackson. I'm sure if you had to go back and look, his brothers would say, yeah, everybody wants to be a little bit like Jackie. He's just so cool. And the ladies love him. I don't doubt that that conversation and those ideas have gone through their head over the years. Like, man, Jackie's that guy. Jackie is still that guy. Um, I saw Jackie Brighton early this morning and I've never seen a cooler nigga in my life. The way he came downstairs with those sunglasses on while he was on the phone. Like he gliding. He gliding. Oh my God. I My jaw dropped. Like, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I deal with so many important people in a day's work that celebrities literally do not phase me. I don't be giving a hot damn. These three individuals right here, the first time I can encounter, the first time I can say I was physically shaking just to say, hey, I ain't never felt that shit before. It was something like just. Which is kind of crazy. I mean, because. They and were normal. You, they didn't make They us were feel super normal. Way. And, and I, and it I was think just you. The gravity of the moment. Like, fuck. That is. I also just. I think both of us come into some, some pretty important people into contact with some pretty important or you know the world says they're important um and you and i both met presidents and i don't mean like waving from waving from afar i mean shaking hands i mean barack obama cussed me out i mean he cussed our whole staff out he cussed the whole north carolina staff out that's fair and let me you know but we that does not rank anywhere near the 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 amount of uh, nervous fear that <laughs> it's kind of crazy because like I mean like legit um I am not starstruck at all pure and I wasn't last night either but Shit. I I didn't think that user two would be so star bedazzled and um but the Jacks really made her lose her cool a little bit just a little but, bit let I mean, me tell you something. That was the one time I jocked for pictures, and I hate chasing <laughs> for pictures. I never take pictures. Like, I never take pictures with celebrities I unless know, I unless terrible. I pay for the meet and greet. If I pay for the meet and greet, you're guaranteed to get your time. They take your picture, boom. Yeah. But the way that we caught them, which we can now officially talk about, um, I was like, I, I got to get these pictures off. And we were outside in the dark, and I'm like, fuck. I took, like, one or two pictures with Tito and Jackie, and I was like, you can't see none of these. So I had to go back and be like, can I get another again, picture? Yeah. And they were like, but the truth is that the truth, that they were so chill. And I don't want the only pictures I take with the Jacksons to be behind some strange building in Morganton, <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> so I'm gonna keep those in the personal collection till we get the dinner picks when we go out and have a nice dinner with them and their significant others and their children. Cause it's going to be dope. I'm just speaking it into existence. But my thing is like, they were so nice and they were so chill. They were so cool. We waited for a while. We had a oh, couple we should of back up. We should back up. We need to back up. So they perform. First of all, 
All right, so we, we've talked about Marlon's energy. We talked about Tito time. We talked about Jackie just being finer than a mug. Than a mug. The glue of the group. Let's talk about. In them leather in those jeans. Let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about Michael real quick before we talk about the end of the show. Jackie, we love you. Let's talk about Michael. So, um, uh, other than the songs that he sang lead on, which Michael songs did they do? Hold on. What is the name of the fucking song? I MJ fan because clearly we're not ready for our own MJ fi- trivia. It's called Can't Let Her Get Away. Yes! Number six okay. on the Dangerous album from 1991. They did that. Yo, when that beat dropped. Yo! Marlon was ready. Yeah, Marlon came through, man, with uh Yeah, Marlon and Jackie away. split that song. And not Yeah, they did. They and did. Not, and I, I but, wonder, but, Yo, Jackie came with it though. I might have got a video of that. I'm not sure that I had to go back. I did not get look. So first of all, I hope y'all know you didn't get all the videos. Oh like, hell nah. Y'all ain't getting that You me. you you can't get everything. You gotta y'all get better thank user one because I told her to throw the whole thing. You're welcome. Away. Because I am also a person who likes to be in the moment, but I try to max my in the moment versus preserving some moments of the moment right. and you know that was difficult to do but i did it for the mj fan because i was like they got they gotta come hang with us because we didn't do mj after dark because obviously we were with mj after dark with the jacksons and so yeah y'all man i mean like listen that i mean it was just so dope here's what i really want to know here's the real 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 question of the night who said, you know what, we got to put Can't Let Her Get Away in the mix? Marlon. I think it was Marlon. Yeah, that was Marlon. You know it was Marlon. If it, it wasn't it was Marlon. the way that the beat came in and the way he Jermaine, was ready. Wait a minute, Jermaine, if you're listening, no, if you Jermaine. ever are listening in life, please let us know whose idea that was because it was between you and Marlon. Yeah, okay, yeah. I will give him that. It probably was between Jermaine and Marlon. It's between Jermaine and Marlon. That's such a, like, dance-driven beat heavy track i gotta think it's one of those two guys that said let's do it but if it was tito then color me color me i don't think so because tito would have done a whole guitar solo to it man tito and that guitar is so for real i know it's just so i if there were moments where i was like am i watching tito play the guitar like he's so talented i mean so first of all let's talk about let's talk about people who are self-taught he didn't sign up for no lessons. They didn't sign up for no blah, blah, blah. These are people who learned by listening, paying attention. And then when they got to, and they were talented then, then when they got to a place where they could afford to, to learn from others and to take lessons and to learn the mechanics and the nuance and the very, uh, you know, you know, the very theory uh, sp- space of of music they did that but prior to that they were learning off of paying attention listening and really cultivating that talent and tito was from that school so shout out to tito jackson who is immensely talented and gave us the showcase of some of that talent i'm sure there are people in the audience that the show was saved because tito got out there and played that guitar okay tito there would be no Jacksons without Tito. If Tito didn't break that guitar string, where would we be right now? Nowhere. Where the fuck would we be? If Tito had not broken that damn guitar string and put it back 
and try to convince Joe that this shit go down, where would we be right now? I would be a shell of the person that I am. I can't even promise you that I would exist because my daddy would have been in a real dark place without them jackets. We we wouldn't be doing this podcast, that's for sure. Period. So So I mean Tito is that listen, every piece of the Jacksons is essential. Anybody says who will you can you can erase this one and it will still be cool. You are a liar. You're not taking out Tito, period. You can't take nobody out. You can't take none of them out. You can't take they tried to take Jermaine out. Jermaine tried to take himself out. It wasn't the same. <laughs> we know you weren't sick, Jermaine. We know. I'm it's talking okay, about baby. back. I'm talking about back when he decided to not go. I'm talking about I'm talking about yesterday. You're talking about yesterday. He was sick. Jermaine was not sick. <laughs> Jermaine is sick of oppression. He's <laughs> he did not want to come in North Carolina. And let me tell he you should have sung, he should have sung scream. We could have put Scream in the set for Jermaine if he was tired. Jermaine, I didn't want to go to Morganton either. But because but y'all, you your brothers you went, went, I had to go. Okay? You went and nobody paid you to go. He could have went. Right. Now, the problem is that he was sick. You go. We gave our You know own what, money Jermaine? Go. We really hope that you're feeling better today. We hope so that... You were feeling great yesterday because you weren't in Morganton. Well, we hope he's feeling even better today, being healthy and well again. Jermaine, if you really were sick, like on the real, if you really were sick, love you, hope you feel better. He was right? sick. I, I believe that. So. I, I, I just think, think he that's a nice way of saying Jermaine's not coming to Morganton. And I'm okay with that. I'm not mad. No, I, I believe he would not lie to us. I he do. was sick. First of all, you have to remember who raised them, Motown. Anybody who comes out of Motown... If it's related to a show, they know how to make up a lie. But you also know black people don't lie about being sick. We believe that's wrong. I actually don't agree with that because I have called in sick many times and been quite well and did not give a hot damn. But you know what I mean? We don't announce it to the public, though. We ain't going to go tell the world, oh, I'm sick. And I, you might lie to your boss, but that's different. Okay, I'll be fair. Jermaine, I had a bit of a cold slash allergies this week. My whole family got sick, actually. Uh, and and so I will give him the benefit of the doubt that he was actually not feeling well. But I, I just assume he didn't want to come. And again, I'm not, I think that's fantastic. I would not have come either. Hey, Jermaine, listen, chicken noodle soup, little ginger ale. Or maybe Jermaine just wanted to stay at home and watch Netflix on Thursday, which is perfectly fine. Again, either way, I'm cool with it. What's special about Netflix on Thursday versus Friday or Monday? It's better than being in Morganton. Okay. Jermaine, we are wishing you a very speedy recovery. Love you and can't wait to see you live. Um, Oh, because we will. We will. So let's talk about the end of the show. So as the show was wrapping up, uh we went down to the front and we're right at the stage got to shake the brother's hands um and i really could have gone home right there but anyone who knows me you should know better i wasn't gonna leave without getting my picks off well i mean here's the thing so a ash was like let's go down and i'm like nah i'm gonna chill over here fuck that she's like you're going to regret this. I said, okay. I said, here were two reasons why I couldn't let, I said, I can't let her go by herself. I'm going to. And two, I think you were right. I was going to regret that. Listen, I I mean, first of all, we, we did get to shake hands with the Jacksons, which is super cool. But really the, the real cool part came in after the show was over. I was like, well, let's go 
round the bell. We got to at least wait, wait, try wait. and make- Wait, let's not go there yet. Let's talk about shoveling the funk because that was a really big deal for me. We shoveled the funk. We shoveled the funk. So the first time I remember hearing about the art of shovel the funk was watching the Jackson show that came on A&E. And all, the four brothers were rehearsing when they were getting ready to start touring again and marlon wanted to rehearse shoveling the funk because he felt like jermaine didn't quite understand the art because when they made it up jermaine was not with them and so he wanted to make sure <laughs> jermaine was in step and it's Mar- marlon's thing is shovel the funk marlon made up shovel the funk he loves shoveling the funk so when we got to that point i was so hyped to the point where if you go back and watch the video that the brothers posted on their page, you can hear me screaming at user one when it was time to do the hop. So like you shovel like six times or more and then you do the three hops. And I, t- I told you right before I was like, I think we got to do the hops right after this. So we're shoveling. And I was like, I think we got to hop. And they started hopping and you can hear me in the background say, I told you we needed to hop three times. I was just really excited about that. It was really fun. Obviously, you weren't that excited about it, but I loved it. Well, no. I mean, it was it was uh it was nostalgic for some people who have only ever seen them do this on, you know, in video. So to see it live and to see it like everything about the show was um a manifestation of what you've seen only in a screen now in your real life in this moment. And there's a whole nother energy to that. And I think people can relate to that, whether it's the Jacksons or it doesn't matter who, if you're a big fan of Lady Gaga and you finally see her in person, right? It just hits you a little different than watching her concerts on TV or watching her perform at an award show. I'm sure it was that for people who are fans of Michael or whatever. So for us being kids who were born in 88, you know, who are, you know, Michael's way into his solo career at the time we come about and the Jacksons are not touring anymore to see them. And it was such an experience. So every piece of that show contained a memory from 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whenever you became a fan, it contained a piece of that. And it became, it contained a piece of that, living itself out in real time yeah it's something so to see them shovel the funk is like man how many times have you done this in the living room i mean a million how many and you know what i mean and how many times have you tried to get it right in the living room and then you do it live and you still fuck it up a little bit but you get it right you know what i mean and you shoveling i mean so it's like every move we were doing the robot they did not do the robot in the show they did not do that robot which but we were like wait a minute here's why you're supposed to do the robot you do a little bit of robot i mean like literally can't nobody do the robot but michael let's be honest that's a michael move but period the truth is that every part of their show is taking pieces of your fandom and your adoration and your admiration and then inserting it into this live moment and that's beautiful period i think um, it speaks and, and- to the greater like importance of the jacksons though like one of one of the things i was hearing at the hotel we'll talk about the hotel soon but um one of the black ladies that was there you know as they were leaving most of the staff wanted to take pictures with them and the black woman 
<clears throat> excuse me, and I was on a conference call while uh, they were leaving, and I'm just like, bye, Marlon, bye, Jackie, and then still tuning in on this conference call I was on, and uh, one of the black ladies that worked there was just so excited because she cooked breakfast that day, and she, you know, like, they had been there for two days, and she was just like, I can't believe they're here, and she said something that really resonated with the blackest part of me, which was, I, she said, that was my family in my head. They, I grew up with them. And for so many people, black, white, and in between, they grew up with them. And so to see that generation of folks who are like 40 plus, who literally grew up, and it's really not 40 plus, it's actually 50 plus, the folks who were children when the Jackson 5 hit and to see them as grown ass people at work when Jackie and Marlon come through the lobby, it just speaks to how powerful they were, particularly in the black community. Think about a community like Morganton, where the black population is so small. For that woman, that was her connection to blackness in the outside world, outside of Burke County. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, even if you look at it like, so my mom is is older than, than your parents. My mom turned 60, can't remember 63 64 and i look at my mom like when they came out and she would tell me like oh no they were huge you know what i mean and you're talking about folks who are from little nowhere north carolina that folks can't even find it on a map they have no context of where this is coming from and they gave those folks out in those areas and you're not just saying in rural areas we're talking about areas that were plagued with poverty yeah and racism and systemic racism it's perpetrated by the state it's perpetrated in your social settings to have this black group enter into on that one television you got in the house and they're showing you black dominance talent excellence showing a broader nation that just because you're black doesn't mean you're not beautiful that you're not powerful that you're not talented there is such a different, it resonates different with that generation of folks who were coming about at the time they were and to see them and to see them succeed in the way they did. They didn't come from black people who were already affluent and capable of hitting the next level. They came from the bottom, bottom. Right. And, it's and that's important to remember that. that it's something about seeing that and you got to recognize that. So when I looked out and I saw a sea of white people, it's weird <laughs> it's kind of a little weird a little bit right but it's also like you know you know like if i if i say i want if i ask my stepdad my stepdad knows songs that even i was like that's not a jackson song he's like yes it, was. yes it is and then i mean and, and 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 i gotta go listen to the record and go oh, dang, he's right you know so you're talking about a group of folks who absolutely have an adoration even today I wish my stepdad could have gone. I got to get him out to a Jackson. So we I know. I wish my dad fire, could but we gone. couldn't. Yeah. I mean, you know, like you, you talk about a group of folks because it, it hits different when you sit with people who are from that generation. Yeah. We are of a different generation who have, you know, latched onto and gravitated to the talent that is generationless. Right. But to come up in it. It's different. I, I just spent the weekend with my family. Um, in Maxton. I spent most of this month in Maxton, North Carolina, mm-hmm. which is about the size of a dime. My dad and his brothers um, were obsessed with the Jacksons, rightfully growing up. And they were, they called themselves the Maxton Jacksons. 
And there is video that my uncle has uploaded onto YouTube of them performing Shake Your Body Down in the middle of the dirt. I mean, somehow they figured out in the middle of nowhere, North Carolina, how to, you know, set up this camera and sync up the music. And they literally did the whole Jackson's routine. And we go and watch that and just reminisce on how young and skinny they were. (laughs) But in a greater context, that's what they was aspiring to. Like they grew up in a town with nothing, barely had running water and toilet paper. So looking at the Jacksons on TV, hey, if I can, you know, if, if they can make it out, I can go figure something out. If they can make it on Ed Sullivan, I can get out of, you know, this very small town and go figure out something bigger for my life. And I just don't think the Jacksons get that credit. Like we didn't really go with the intent of of just recognizing Michael because we were fans of the Jacksons, period. Uh, But obviously you understand that gap is there because you look at all these songs where he's leading them. He's not here. Yeah, it's it's and and they're they're feeling in, yeah, it sucks. And they're but they're feeling in that space with so much love and connection to their brother that it's still memorable and magical. And you just kind of absorb it all. And that's why I say, like, I know that they know because we're not going to play stupid here that some people buy tickets because they're Michael Jackson fans. There was literally someone in the aisle dressed like, like Michael Jackson. There was a whole Michael Jackson impersonator there. Yeah. And that's, at, at, at I the, gotta be honest. Dancing, in a, dancing impersonators and stress me out. I like them. They scare me. I like them. But I mean, my man's was definitely in the aisle doing it all. So they know that a part of their success is hint, you know, is, is attached to Michael's success. And then, you know what? That's cool. They don't feel threatened by it. They accept it. They understand it's a part of their story. Michael's a part of their story as a group. Michael, Michael as an individual is. artist is a part of the story of the Jacksons as a group. So it's beautiful that they don't see that as a threat. You don't, re- you don't feel that energy on yeah. the stage and from them and when they're performing. So it's okay for Jackie to do rock with you. And it's so authentic because it's a tribute to his little brother. At the same time of, yeah, at the same time of recognizing that when Michael first started performing Rock With You, it was with his brothers. I think I want to rock. I think I want to rock. So, I mean, you know, it's just, it was just so beautiful. And it was okay to be a Michael fan. Even even if you were purely a Michael Michael fan, I promise you that you were also, in some degree, purely a Jackson's fan. Oh, yeah. And so it all kind of, it's so symbiotic. It's so, it mixes together. It just becomes so mixed that you can't separate it. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think that's Um, super fair. And I mean, they, they, they are just great, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm serious. You know, if y'all trying to go to Cracker Barrel. um, Which I'm not sure that they did, but. uh, The grits are good. Oh God. I didn't even get to go to Cracker Barrel. So. We were talking about it this morning. We were like, dang. We were should have. We were like, we should have went to Cracker Barrel. Y'all should have came to Cracker Barrel because you could have saw Tito this morning. I think Tito really did go to Cracker Barrel before. <laughs> Tito was a smart when he went to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Listen, Cracker Barrel got some good breakfast. Like, it's good. So let's talk about the show ends. We get our pictures off, which took, you know, about 10, 15 minutes of us trying to find mm-hmm. the right angle. And then somebody comes up to me and says, they're going to the same hotel you're staying. And at that point, I transcended into a place I've never been. 
which was how. I, it was just me constantly saying how. So let's talk about how I ended up where I ended up. User one and user 1.5 booked a hotel 30 minutes past where we were. And I am afraid of the mountains. Uh, so I couldn't go that far. And well, let's let's be more specific. You're you're afraid of heights. I'm a, afraid you of heights. Fear of heights. I have a fear of water. We clearly can't go high or low together, <laughs> but <laughs> we figure out how to do it. But yes, yeah, so 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 user two has Tell a fear me of heights. I said when I called you and told you, you're like I called user two because I hadn't heard from. I, I literally when I got to the hotel and we checked in, and the lady at the front desk had those jig, jangity teeth. That's how I knew I was in the mountains. Mm. She, um, I went and I, I, I went upstairs. They went to a restaurant across the street. I went up because I drove there the three hours. I drove up there. I said, I need to take like a 30-minute power nap, which I'm capable of doing. I said, okay, let me take a nap. But before I did that, I called you, and I said, hey, where you at? You were like, hey, I'm on my way. I just left, blah, blah, blah. I knew that between the time I got off the phone with her and the time I took my nap, blah, 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 she should be close. But I hadn't heard from her, and I told you to hit me back. So I was like, okay, let me find out. I think my sister actually asked me, like, where's Ashley? And I said, I don't know. I call you back. You're like, I had to stop. I had an anxiety attack. I was getting way too far in elevation. And we knew she was going to kind of hit some some elevated peaks because of where we were going. So she was like, I just stopped, man. I'm at the Hampton Inn in Morganton. And I think that's about as far as I can go. Just let's meet up at the spot at the venue. And I said, okay, cool. So that's how you ended up there. You were just like, I'm not coming any further. This is it for me. Uh, this is really it, as Michael would say. This is and it. You didn't go any further. That was it. Couldn't, couldn't do anymore. There is a point where you get to Morganton and there's, uh, there's a, a mountain called Table Rock. And it's really beautiful. The city is in like the valley of the mountains. And so the elevation increases and you just start seeing bigger and bigger fucking hills that might as well be mountains. And I cannot handle it. Um, for some reason, it's easier for me when I'm in LA to move around the mountains. Like even Mulholland Drive isn't as stressful to me as the drive to Morganton was. And you are on an actual mountain. And I do not understand that because Neverland is up the valley, Billy Goat Gruff. And I haven't been. I'm literally petrified to go to Neverland because it's up. Well, then you're never going to go, baby, because listen. I got to go. It is off the cliff up the mountains. Like, literally, we were driving at one point and I was like, Lord, don't let nobody have no freak, you know, turn to the left real quick because we're going down. It's going and down. What the hell was he thinking? Putting a house up there in his business. <laughs> business. Well, mission accomplished because my ass has never been up there. Um, well, you're gonna go one day because we're gonna have to turn it into the Black Jackson State compound. It is the Black Jackson Estate already. Um, I don't even know it, but, but you know, cool. But you, yeah, that's how you got there. That's how you got into Morganton. You were just like, okay, cool, that's it. So the idea that. <laughs> So here's, here's kind of the thing. This was not a process of elimination. There are no other hotels in Morgan. <laughs> There's none. So it was either the Jacksons were staying at the Hampton Inn or at Helen's house. And, you know, that I don't think that Helen is. Yeah, so it, it kind of kind of turned into that. But it was kind of cool because you knew you were going there and you knew you were going to be there with them. And so it kind of created a, a, 
a possibility of opportunities. I think you actually had a couple of opportunities to really kind of have some legit conversations, even if they were superficial uh, with them about who knows, whatever the weather, you know? Yeah, it was, it was just a little weird. So I, when we leave, I realize I'm right behind the fucking Jacksons. Like, their van is in front of me and I'm like wow let me slow down so I don't look like a stalker because we literally pulled out of the same place and unfortunately there's only like two stoplights so I couldn't like you know when you you ever try to get hung up in traffic so you don't see somebody I couldn't because all the lights were green uh, so there was that and so they pulled into the front to drop them off like right in the lobby and I went and parked on the side and I just sat in my car for a minute like okay, now they really are in here. We really are staying at the same hotel. Get your shit together and don't make a scene. And so I was able to get my shit together, um, took my things. Hey, shout out to that um, Vanilla Crown. But anyway. Um, vanilla Crown? Vanilla Crown. And, and I told you when I, checked, when I checked into my hotel room long before I knew the brothers were staying there, I told you I have work to do tonight. I absolutely need to do it. I'm not going to get it done an hour before the show starts. Just remind me when I get back to my room to do it. So the first thing I did was go to my room, get my laptop and go back out to the lobby. And I was like, well, shit, if I got to do work, I might as well sit out here and watch the Jacksons pull up. And that's exactly what I did. And um, the band, there was nothing else was open. So the band went to McDonald's. Tito ended up walking to McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I need to describe the visage of seeing Tito return from the McDonald's because it wasn't a 24-hour joint. So the McDonald's closes and I went out to my car because I, I just made up my mind I was going to sit out front and vape. And if I saw them, I'd say, hey, and then i go to bed. And my vape battery died. So I went to my car to go get the charger and I looked down yonder and I just see the McDonald's lights turn off and I just see that bowler <laughs> I see Tito in his Adidas tracksuit with that hat on, just walking back to the hotel and no bodyguard, no band, just Tito in the dark. He don't need nobody. He don't don't need shit. And no, he don't need nobody. And I'm not. That's not a diss to their popularity. No, Tito is good by himself. That's more like a reality of where they were. They didn't need no bodyguards. Not Um, nobody. Listen, now they were gonna be fine. On the gang, if Michael had been in Morganton, he might have needed the security at the venue. But probably not much longer after that. No. Yeah. No. You gotta recognize where you are. There's always a place in the world where people don't give a fuck they don't give a hot damn and that in was order the they even know yeah so uh, you know he didn't need a bodyguard now I, the, I think the rest was- of the employees of that hotel were they were waiting on them hand and foot i can't even put it into words they were so thrilled but the brothers were really kind in their freaking out they were really nice um and they still let them take their pictures jackie again i cannot overstate how cool he was I will never forget the moment I saw Jackie bust out that door with his Louis bag and he was on the phone and he came out in the lobby with the sunglasses on. It just reconfirmed everything I thought about the Jacksons, which is these niggas is just naturally cool. Like, yes, he can wear his sunglasses inside. That's Jackie Jackson. Um, And just watching him on the phone wheeling and 
wheeling himself out like with no security was super cool marlon had the most bags from what i could tell so that was a funny observation but it was just really cool for me to be in their orbit i was just trying to stay out of the way yet be there (laughs) you were trying to stay out of the way yet be in the way and that's cool i think that's like legitimate what you were supposed to do when presented with an opportunity that you don't know will replicate itself later down the line but i'm pretty sure it will for us yeah you know it's just a thing about being a girl you don't want to look like a whole groupie but you also like i also admire them so you know you want to show them love but it was just really cool being in their orbit and watching tito smoke his cigar outside of the Hampton Inn in Morganton uh, before I went to bed was just like icing on the cake so uh, yeah I was on the same floor as the Jacksons and I'll never forget it so that's how that story ended we got our pictures off we got a great picture with Tito I love that picture because you just look so excited you look so I happy jumped. I jumped in that John y'all like we're taking a picture with Tito like, yeah and when y'all see it you'll see how much taller she's not than me or Tito <laughs> you know it's pretty tall with that hat on now it was a great show it was a great time and here's a real takeaway from our experience if you ever want to hang out with us for some jackson's mj sort of experience it's gonna be a good time yeah and here's another thing if you don't want to have a good time don't roll with me because i am going to dance i'm gonna scream i'm gonna bump i'm gonna do all of that i'm gonna have a good time we honor who they've been to american music to black music to advancement in the arts and that they're still doing it um and what a night what a night to be alive and to see the jacksons live we, we had such y'all. a great time, man. So if you were out there, like, sh- shoot us a message if you were out of the show. If you weren't, if you're at the Atlanta show tonight, this is tonight? Yeah, they're performing in Atlanta tonight. So hopefully if you're, the time If you're in Atlanta, it. we want to see some videos from Atlanta because we really don't think anything can top our show, obviously. But we want to see some Atlanta videos. We want to know how you guys are feeling about the Jacksons. We didn't know what's going on. But for real, we're still looking out for updates and for folks who are attending these shows. We're also still looking for our tech guy or gal. Yeah, I'm not so much anymore because I got a new MacBook, but y'all can still holler. Um, See, well, but we still need some uh, still expertise. Need so, yeah, need I mean, so hit us up. But that's so, it. It's, it's the Black Jackson Estate. Wait, last, we got two things. Um, thank you, Marlon, Jackie, and Tito for coming to North Carolina. I don't care where you came. We were going to go regardless. So thank y'all for coming. Thank you to the city of Morganton for treating our our heroes our legends well if they come to a city near you you need to go and you need to give them your coins because we love the brothers um, there's some air horns needed somewhere in now there they go bow there they go Damn. right there you and need to see the said, brothers go let see me the say brothers. this we do care where you ha- could have gone because the hills do have eyes so there are some places we won't gonna go for yeah, y'all but don't t- don't take but, us back to to the confederate <laughs> no more y'all please like jermaine Ash, she's triggered right now she saw those confederate flags so yeah like too much. Uh, jermaine get well soon remember chicken noodle soup is good for the soul and the last thing i want to say before we shut down this podcast is i would like to dedicate this podcast to LaShawn daniels who passed away um who's been living in charlotte all this time and i had no idea LaShawn daniels uh prolific for real 
Yes, he's been living in Charlotte all this time. He died. Oh, no. um, he you died were right there. Right there. Yeah, I had no yeah. clue. But for those of you that don't know, LaShawn Daniels is a prolific songwriter who has written for uh, Whitney and for uh, Brandy and Monica and Mariah and Destiny's Child. He's written for pretty much any Tony Braxton, Tamar, you know, all of the singers that sing down. LaShawn has written for them uh, between the 90s and 2000s. And he also wrote six out of the 16 songs that are on Invincible. Uh, he was one of the co-writers for us. So I just want to lift up his family and his spirit. The songs that he created, Michael's songs and the others as well, were such staples in my life as someone who loves music and loves soul music, loves R&B. He just really knew how to throw a song together in a way that, you know, it was a bop. The lyrics were on point. You felt it. Um, he, he was just, just a, a really powerful creator. And so just want to sure. him love. And, uh, yeah, we're sending love and light to his family who obviously is very difficult. And um, because you never know, you not going to say the day or the hour when it's your time. So we certainly want to give people their flowers while they live. And MJ fam, just on a, a whole other note, but we're signing off. Don't give all your good energy to negativity on these Twitter lands and to these people who are trolling. Just keep it moving. They are Celebrities small. are not. Celebrities are not, right. They're small. You're bigger. You're much bigger. And celebrate uh, what is true, what is known, what is a reality. Don't, don't give too much attention to negativity and people who literally find their life's breath and energy in trash. Just let them suffocate themselves in that in that uh, in that barrel. So you, you want to spend your energy on something? Uh, get your ass to one of these shows with the Jacksons. Stream or, insomnia or stream insomnia. Stream or stream. Uh, got me singing. Got me singing or stream. Uh, we, we made, made it. it. By Tito. Man, like listen, there's so much good stuff you could be doing. Or go Certainly see Janet. Re- Janet's doing uh, rhythm. Go see Janet. Rhythm Nation 30th anniversary, she's pulling up. Go. Or go troll the Michael Jackson official Twitter page and tell them how much better troll the, the Black estate. Jackson State is. Yeah, like, 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 let's put it into something better. Don't sit here and, and spin your wheels over someone who literally thrives off of you spinning your wheels. Please So don't. just ignore it. Keep it pushing because Michael was about a lot of love and love always trumps hate. That is not a political message, but maybe it is. Y'all Either way, we that. are the Black Jackson Estate. Air horn, air boom, horn. Boom, boom, boom. And we're still running. User one, user two, user 1.5. There are no other users, baby. Ain't and no that's it. We enjoyed the Jacksons. Like, listen, Marlon, we want to know how you did that hit with your knees. So let us Shake know. Shake your body. Your lovely body. She's going to sing, y'all. If we don't cut her off, she'll keep singing all night. Shake your body. Y'all t- Y'all take care, man. We are the Black Jackson Estate. Follow us on Twitter at Black Jack Estate. And we are nowhere else. But that might change real soon. Y'all take care, MJ fan. We love you.